TV now. Welcome to Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarbin. A lot to cover tonight in a quick amount. we got to do it in a short amount of time. We're going to go over the committee's rankings for last night. We're going to predict the Final Four. We're not just going to give you our thoughts. We're going to we're gonna actually predict this Final Four. We're gonna, I mean, we're, we're, we're that good. We can look into the ball and we'll give you scenarios of what's going to happen if this happens. So we're going to give you if scenarios and, and tell you about an interesting argument I had last night, which, Jonathan, you may find funny. I don't know. I won't name any names. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But how you doing, buddy? Good to have you on the show tonight. Hope all's well. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm doing pretty well. Just, you know, obviously with the way – this time of year is just sitting there waiting for Friday at this point so we can get some um, some conference championships. Get it all. <laughs> well, let me let me give 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 you some information here. Look, at the, let's predict the future of point spreads against Alabama. Looking at it, you remember Auburn on the road in Tuscaloosa was a seventeen and a half point underdog, which you know the points. But let me tell you on a neutral side, other people what they're going to be Ohio State on the neutral side would be an eight-point underdog to Bama. That means in Tuscaloosa it would be about 14 or 15. So Auburn and Ohio State not too far off there. Michigan would be a 10-point underdog on a neutral side. Clemson a 12-point underdog. Washington a 14. Wisconsin 18. Colorado 18-and-a-half. And Penn State 19. So that's pretty – that's pretty convincing right there. You know, Auburn was a 17-point underdog, lost by 18. But I'm telling you, Jonathan, um, there's going to be some people surprised at how good this Alabama team is when they play certain teams like Wisconsin, like Penn State, like Michigan. Teams like that I think will get run off the field. But I'm going to give you a scenario, and you tell me if I'm if I'm crazy or not, okay? You're in. Okay. All right, so Washington came in last night at number four. I listened to the committee talk. You listened to the committee talk. If Washington was to Colorado Friday night, I was told that they would still be in the playoffs. And I was like, no, that's not a chance in hell of happening. Do you think Washington would make the playoffs with a loss to Colorado Friday? <laughs> a two-loss non Two loss, didn't win their conference, and they play in the Pac-12. Yep. No, there's no, there's no way they're in the playoff. There's the committee would never allow that Michigan to get that spot immediately. And that's that's what I said. You and I haven't talked about this. I tried to get Quinn to respond last night, and he said he didn't care. He just didn't want to get into the the argument that. Here's the deal. Michigan was at number five last night in the committee ranking. What that told me, this is why that told me last night, is Colorado has been eliminated from the playoffs unless unless Clemson and Washington both lose and in this convincing fashion that Colorado wins, right? Michigan is the roadblock, really, for Colorado. Hey, hold on a minute. We beat your heads up. 
So that's an argument right there at number five. Wisconsin being at number six tells me that if Washington loses, that I don't, I still don't even think a Wisconsin team would pass Michigan. They may, but but here's my statement last night, and I was told I was crazy. If Washington loses to Colorado, we will have two big ten teams in the final four. And I was told that the committee came out and said they did not want two big ten teams in there or two teams from any conference. But I never heard them say that. I've never heard that. But I was told it was supposed to be the four best teams getting the spot. So if that's the case, if Washington loses, is it safe for me to say that we're going to have two Big Ten teams into the playoffs? Whether it be Wisconsin State or whether the winner of that game or whether it be Michigan, one of those teams will be in the place of Washington. You know, I, I I hate saying that, but yeah, I I agree. I think if if Washington were to lose, um, you you would either have the well, I don't even think you'd have the Big Ten champion. I think you'd have Michigan. And good lord, you want to talk about some angry chaos going on? Let let Ohio State and Michigan be in the playoff over uh, the Big Ten champ. But I think that would be the case. Um, you know and. I mean, you you mentioned it. There's that outside ridiculous shot of if Clemson and Washington both lose, we could have three Big Ten teams. Um, I mean, if not, maybe they sneak in like Oklahoma or Colorado under our eyes, but I don't think that'll happen at this point. I mean, this is this is wacky. Hello, let's bring Quinn in. Quinn, I'm misquoting anything last night. Was that the argument that you? You read everything. My my comment was if Washington loses, they're out of the playoff. And I was told I was wrong. Do you remember reading that? Yeah, well, I saw some of it. Yeah, if Washington loses to Colorado, Washington's out. And you're, and you're kind well, of breaking up a little bit. I got you, buddy. Jonathan, am I breaking up? About once every 45 seconds, but not enough for me to notice. Okay, so Quinn, shut your damn out then. But anyway, but Quinn, 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 do you remember that argument last night that, that I made? That I said if Wisconsin lost this game, or if Washington lost, they were out. And I was told yeah. that wasn't going to happen, that, that the committee said that Washington was in automatically. I don't remember hearing that. And I don't believe that. I don't believe the committee would ever say someone's locked to be in. They wouldn't even say Alabama was a lock to be in. We know they are, but the committee's not going to come out and say that. So uh, why didn't you why didn't you get in and get your opinion last night? Because I really Notre Dame or Auburn aren't going to be in the top four. So why do I care? As long as Alabama well, you or even Ohio on the radio State show? don't win it. Well, why are you on the radio then? We're not Notre Dame sucks and Auburn sucks. Why are you here? Well, I'm just honestly, I'm just getting, I'm just getting tired of everyone talking about the top four and who's like we all know who pretty much will be in the top four. If Washington loses, Michigan then it's if Clemson and Washington lose, then three Big Ten teams are getting in. It's it's pretty clear cut to me. There, I mean, well, 
three ten three big ten teams maybe I doubt they would let that many in. Colorado would probably get in. Um, out of the Big 12, but I would be shocked. I, I mean, no, I wouldn't be shocked. If, if your rules aren't the four best teams, that's what, feel, that's what it is. But I'm just saying, and all my comment is, if, if Washington loses to Colorado, they're out, period. I mean, bring another 10 team in. If Clemson loses to Virginia Tech, there is a possibility. Just maybe, I doubt it, but there's that slim possibility. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, there's two really big games this weekend that, you know, a lot obviously hinges on, um, you know, and both of them, you're talking about two score spreads. Uh, so, you, you know, you can kind of tell where everybody's at on them. I mean, if Clemson and Washington were to both lose, I think it would be a heavy debate over who the fourth spot would be. I think we'd have Ohio State, Michigan in the semifinals, uh, which, to be frank, I think would get r- ridiculous ratings. The committee would love that, um, and the Fiesta Bowl would probably really enjoy having that. Um, and then Alabama's going to get – they're going to get to either blast the Big Ten champion because, sorry, but – Whoever wins the Big Ten championship is not the best team in the Big Ten this year. No. I think we can all agree on that. Correct. Um, or they're going to get to beat up on Colorado, which it was a fun story. I loved watching Colorado this year. I think they're a good team. I don't think they can hang with Alabama. Or Alabama gets to beat on Oklahoma again because they tend to enjoy doing that. Whenever they get a shot, they tend to be it. wait a minute. All right, so as long as it's not in the Sugar Bowl, they get to beat on Oklahoma. Uh, anywhere else, they, 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 get, they get to take those shots. So, I don't know which one I'd rather have, to be frank. I don't know if I'd rather have a Ohio State, Clemson, Washington, Alabama, or if I would – I mean, I would kind of enjoy Ohio State, Michigan, part two, especially being on a neutral field with uh, reps not from the Big Ten. I think that would be fun, to be frank. Well, I'll tell you Michigan was out after last night during the committee. I didn't hear that, but I need to go back and listen to that two or three more times because I did not notice that Michigan was eliminated in the playoffs after Jim Harbaugh uh, criticized the officials. That's what I was told. Uh, and I was also told Penn State lost to the FCS school, which I don't remember that. Do you, Quinn? They didn't. They lost. They lost to Pitt. Damn. I mean, I just. I don't like Top arguing with stuff. Pit. Yeah, I don't like arguing with non-factual things. But we got lots to discuss tonight. I, I guess I would call out any names uh, or anything like that. That's not what I'm about. But I am just here to tell anybody out there, and I'm willing to wager a thousand dollars because. This is, probably as much as I'll gamble anyway. If Washington loses their out of play, somebody wants to take that down off of that. But let's look at the college football rankings tonight. Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Washington. I through eight, we've got Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Colorado. That's where the line is drawn, guys. That's it. Number eight, I mean, I mean six, seven, eight is a long shot. Five is a possibility if one of those teams lose. Let's do Oklahoma at nine. 
that showed the Big 12 was out, Jonathan. Oklahoma State at 10. That game will be decided this week. Uh, USC got some number 11. Florida State 12. Louisville only falls two spots after losing against a 28-point underdog, Kentucky. Auburn falls. Here's the deal. Auburn fell one spot after losing to Alabama by 18. Florida holds even after losing by 18 to Florida State. That makes sense. Okay, I'm okay with it. I'll in that sugar bowl, Jonathan, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, I would say Auburn's in the sugar bowl, and Brian Fitchstone did. You just, you, you, you're, as soon as you start the top 25, you you gargled out. Um, yeah, I'm going to call back in real quick, okay? You can take right. over and talk about Auburn. I'll be right back. All right. All right. So, yeah, I, I think Auburn is the favorite for the Sugar Bowl. Would you agree, Quinn? Yeah, I agree. I mean, in a year where the SEC, you have one dominant team, and then you – I mean, there's nobody else in this conference barring a Florida upset is going to have nine wins. So we're looking at who's the second best team in the SEC, and at this point you're comparing who these teams lost to. So Auburn lost to Clemson and Alabama, so you lost to, let's say, the top three teams in the nation. Um, They lost to Texas A&M, who's in between 25 and 35, and you lost to Georgia, who's in between, let's say, 35 and 50. Okay. You have Florida, who lost to Tennessee, who somehow they're top 25-ish. Um, they lost to Florida State, top 15 team. And then who else did Florida, oh, who else Florida lose to? Who was up 13? Oh, Arkansas, who's like Arkansas. top 40-ish. And then yeah. they're probably going to lose to Alabama. So Auburn, I guess you could say because of the Clemson game compared to uh, the Florida State game, I guess it's a better loss. I call it a wash. And I think it has more to do with the fact that Auburn hung tight with Clemson. They hung tight with um, A&M for the most part. Uh, you know, there was a close loss to Georgia where you didn't have your top offensive weapon. You know, in all reality, you, you, you played Alabama pretty pretty darn tough. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm pretty sure you agree considering you're an Auburn fan. But I do think that Auburn – is the second-best team in the SEC this season. Um, and I think they are deserving of that Sugar Bowl bid. Yeah, and uh, Auburn was beat up the last couple weeks of the season. And I actually think in the Sugar Bowl they might be able to win that game because uh, they'll be healthy and they'll be more fresh. Well, Sean White won't be there. Just so you know, I think, I don't know. We, we talked about this Sunday night. From what I'm hearing, Sean White's career is over. He, he suffered the same injury Bo Jackson. How do I sound, by the way? We've had some tornadoes around here. It kind of could be choppy, so I hope you all hear me okay. It's okay right now. Can you hear? Okay. Yeah. Um, but Sean White's career is over. I know for sure he won't be playing in this Sugar Bowl. So it's going to be the John Franklin show in January. Mm. So hopefully he'll be able to do it. But Sean White suffered some nerve damage in his shoulder, and uh, he's not going to be playing anymore. That's just that's the That's the word I'm hearing from a very reliable source. And, you know, doctors are miracle workers sometimes. They can 
make things happen. But the way it looks today, Sean White will not be playing quarterback. But you know Gus is not going to announce that, right, Quinn, until after the selection committee puts Auburn in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, that's heartbreaking, though, that his playing career could be over with. Yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting next to Troy, you know, throwing it around, but it it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, Sean yeah. White is done. But maybe Navy's got a conference championship game this weekend, but Jonathan, they play Army the next week, so the committee could be in a um, uh, having issues here delaying whoever's playing in the uh, Cotton Bowl, right? So, say, Penn State, and maybe he's playing in the Cotton Bowl. Penn State wouldn't get noticed until after the Navy-Army game, and the committee would have to meet again to see if Navy would go up after beating Army. I like that. I think it's a weird situation. Um, look, Navy has an automatic contract with the Armed Forces Bowl. So unless they go to, as they're not going to a New Year's Six Bowl, they're going to the Armed Forces Bowl. And I get it. They're kind of waiting to see if Western. Let me say this: if Western Michigan beats Ohio, the conversation's over. Western Michigan will go to the Cotton Bowl. Navy will go to the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, and everything will move know. on. We'll all be hunky dory. But that's what we need. We I don't need Western Michigan to win. I don't know because Navy's beaten better teams. They do have two losses. There's no doubt. But mm-hmm. they're close in the, in the rankings. If you look right now at Everett, Big E joined us. We'll bring him on in just a second. If you look, Navy's at 19, Western Michigan's at 17. So what's impressive? Navy's went over Temple, or Western Michigan's went over nobody. And then, plus, the Army victory. That's another bowl-eligible team. I believe Army is, is yeah. bowl-eligible. A win over another ranked or, you know, a team with a winning record. So, I think Navy may pass Western Michigan. What do you think, Big E? Welcome to the show. Hey, there. What's going on? Not much, uh, man. Just having fun. Just having fun talking some football. Um. Well, I, I think Navy's the better team, even though they suffered two losses. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I really am not sure what the committee would do. Uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing some chaos anyway, because I want to see, I want to, I want to hear all this, you know, two teams, three teams, Big Ten stuff. You know, I want to see because. May not be too far down the road. The SEC may be saying the same thing. Hey, you put three Big Ten teams in there, or two Big Ten teams. We want two SEC teams. But as far as Western Michigan, you know, they're a good football team, and but Navy's a good football team. I I really don't know. I I personally think Navy's a better football team, but that's just see Jonathan. Jonathan Jonathan's been pumped in Western Michigan twelve with us, so he he's got to stay on that bandwagon, don't you, Jonathan? You got to stay. You can't jump yet. <laughs> well, when you pick a team to run the table at the beginning of the year, it's kind of hard to uh, to jump off it now that they're so close. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I know that there uh, there was a conversation that are being had, which I found to be really interesting. Um, of even if they give Navy the Cotton Bowl spot, finding a way to give Western Michigan a slot in one of the other games which 
would mean there would be taken away uh, a Big Ten teams. Um, well, most likely, you know, Michigan uh, and the yeah, Orange Bowl. Who would, oh, God, Florida State, Western Michigan, and the Orange Bowl. Tickets would be so cheap. I could go. Um, but <laughs> 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 in fact, the Northern Illinois one in 2012, tickets were like 45 bucks. Nobody, everybody's like, oh, we're not going to go. Wait a minute. We can go see Florida State and the Orange Bowl. I'll do it again. I mean, so I, I know it's, it's an interesting situation right now. I think Navy's a real good team. I would love to see Navy play a Penn State or Wisconsin just because I, I think that would be almost hilarious. To see a triple option against a power running team like Wisconsin would be, just be great. Um, but I, win. I don't think it will happen. Well, I, I would not doubt that. I just don't think Navy's going to get the bumps that they should because the committee's going to look for the easy way out because they're more they're, they're, they know no matter what they're dealing with controversy for the top four. Yeah, and Andrew, you remember last night's conversation? And I'm rewinding a couple minutes ago, where I said if Washington lost, there was some chaos Friday night that they would be eliminated from playoffs. And I was told I was wrong. Uh, you, you are 100 percent correct. Yeah, yeah, you you sided with me on that. I appreciate it. I thought I was being, I thought I was missing something. And I was like, what? What the world? Am I missing something? And, and uh, well, um, it, Washington, it, it, a two two well, lost Pac-12 team, will not make it without a championship attached to it. Okay, well let's break it down real quick. They're playing Colorado, correct? Correct. Colorado beats Washington. Washington's got two losses. Colorado's got two losses. Colorado's a Pac-12 or Pac-16 or Pac-24, whatever champion they are. And Colorado is sitting at ninth. And Michigan's sitting at five. So, uh, no, they're not. uh, Washington's going to drop, and Colorado's going to move in front of Washington, but not in front of Michigan. You're going to see two Big Ten teams. And if Washington lose, what's going to happen? Uh, you might see three. <laughs> I know <laughs> they might put they might put Penn State or Wisconsin in there if if that happens. Although I would tend to lean that they might put Colorado in at that point if Clemson yeah. and Washington lose. Uh, or maybe Oklahoma. You think maybe could Oklahoma being undefeated God, in their I conference? Hope, could... I hope. I hope so. I so hope so. That would just tickle me pink for us to get to play them. <laughs> because I'm licking my chops right now as an Auburn fan. I'm licking my chops at Oklahoma. I'm praying Oklahoma wins this game because I want to shine at Oklahoma. Well, Carvin, you, 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 you don't hear me say this very often, but if y'all play Oklahoma, I'm going to scream more damn Eagles so loud you'll be able to hear me in Atlanta. Because <laughs> I, I want somebody to cave Baker Mayfield's chest in. And 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 for and for them to make that possible by putting them against Alabama and letting Ten have a shot at squaring him up, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see Ten hit Baker Mayfield one time. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Oklahoma's Ru- out. Ruben yeah, Oklahoma's out. Ruben Foster. Oklahoma's out. Oh yeah, yeah Oklahoma's that, out, guys. Well, we all agree with that. They're not going to make it. If they think the beating they got from Clemson, Clemson was bad last year, they 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 this is a this. It's a better defense this year than we had last year, and that's tough to say. But no, Oklahoma don't want no part of being at four. 
And I, I don't think they you know, I, Everett, I think they know that. Everett, I was feeling bad about it. I was licking my wounds. Auburn lost by 18. You know, they were 17-and-a-half-point underdogs. Vegas opened up. But on a neutral side, you missed it, so I'll repeat it. Bama would be an eight-point favorite over Ohio State, a ten-point favorite over Michigan, twelve over Clemson, fourteen over Washington, eighteen over Wisconsin, and eighteen and a half over Colorado, nineteen over Penn State. So I don't feel too bad right now with Auburn, the way they played no, and the way they should. ended up. Because hell, you, you could put them in the mix of any of those teams right there, and they would compete. Well, you know, y'all, y'all. I heard somebody say a while ago that Auburn was beat up. Well, you know. At this point in the SEC, everybody and and a lot of your your power teams are beat up at this point. But I think it give y'all a month to heal up, and y'all play Oklahoma. Uh, I've said all along, yeah. you know, I, I've said all along Auburn's defense is good, top five good, and uh, I mean, so's Jonathan. Uh, I mean, that's if you understand football and how it's played. You you can look at a team and say, oh man, they got a good defense. Or you look at a team and say, man, is that Swiss cheese or you know a piece of paper that's been shot by a shotgun? You know they don't play any defense. Uh, you know, I mean, so you know that's you know I I, I don't want to see Oklahoma in there. I would love for Michigan to get in and them to play Alabama first and Ohio State to somehow beat Clemson, which I don't think they could, and then get to beat two Big Ten teams. I mean. You know, oh, that I mean, would be Christmas over and over for you. I mean, and they yeah. been weak this year and down. Even Jonathan's made a couple pokes at him, but you wait until these this bowl season, and I think people besides Florida and maybe Georgia, those two teams, I don't know if they could win a bowl game. Well, who they play, but I think that is going to be pretty good this year in the bowl game. I, I, I'm I'm going to bring up something. I believe you're supposed to give me some props on something, but. Uh, oh yeah, wasn't it the, the, big e wasn't pick, it the number uh, Jonathan, I told you that, didn't I? I told you that Everett picked Kentucky to beat Louisville. Get out, didn't I? Didn't I say that on the last show? Uh, I think so. I'm trying to remember, but Big E told me that Vanderbilt was going to beat Tennessee, which I predicted that in too. So I'm going to myself on the back. I think we and, all agree uh, there. And, in Kentucky. So, Everett, go ahead and take your moment. I'm going to make a call real quick. Go ahead and brag a bit. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, I just looked at, I just looked at Kentucky's gotten better. I mean, they played Alabama as hard as anybody has. I mean, they didn't quit. They they stuck it in there. They hit Alabama. They, they played hard-nosed football, and I've watched them. They, they, they lost to that Southern Miss, and, and they lost those couple games early, but they've gotten better every single week. And they play defense, and they run the football. So the recipe for winning is, you know, playing defense. And they play hard-nosed defense. Now, they, they, mm-hmm. they ain't as talented as a lot of other football teams in the SEC. But they get out you, and that's what I was basing it on. I based it on how they got, you know, a lot of teams fold after Alabama beat them. Kentucky didn't. They came back and won the next week in the SEC. Mm-hmm. They come back on, you know. So, you know, they didn't fold. That, that tells you a lot about heart. And, and heart, heart has its place. If you if, if you've got it, you know you can come back from a Speak, from a. You know. Hey, ever speaking of heart, uh, like Mark is that Mike Mark Helfer? I get confused how bad the coach is. I can't even remember your first name. Uh, <laughs> you, you're terrible, but but Oregon, told Mark Helfer, to hit the road. Do what now? I think they're eight, 
Helfrich got fired from Oregon last night. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Um, the AD decided to come back into town and fire him. That's pretty shitty the way they did him and <laughs> made him wait around like that. That I mean, Jonathan, would you agree that was terrible the way they treated Helfrich? Yeah, I mean, when the coach has to call you and go, "Hey, am I fired or not?" You've done something yeah. wrong. Hey, hey I mean, by, by, by the way, there's a recruit down the road. Should I go visit him or not? Well, hold on. Let me drink my fajita here, and then we'll, we'll come back. Well, let's bring on the biggest Oregon fan I know, Jason. Oh, no. I know you're you're very happy that Helford is gone, right? I I feel like it's Christmas morning. Um, just opened up a big present, and there was a note in there saying Mark Helford got fired. <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to get, though? Who are you going to get? Well, what if it's the Grinch in that box as you open? Well, there's, there's a couple of names out there. Um, earlier today, well, I hell. heard that. What? I said, well, hell, there's a lot of names out there. Well, who are yeah, you going to well, get? Um, my my wish list, and it's unpopular, is Lynn Kiffin. That's, that's on my no. wish list. It's it's unpopular, but I heard it today. Oregon did a talk to PJ Fleck today um, about the vacancy of the coaching at Oregon. Well, well, it's good good news for you. We've been calling it for a while there, so I know you, yeah, I know being yeah. a fan, it's it's hard to accept it during the season. It's, I'm with you. I mean. I get it. It's hard, it's hard to throw I, your coach. To it's hard to throw your coach away. Yeah, it's hard to throw your coach away until, you know, especially when they lose to Oregon State. So, Jason's yeah. happy. Jason, thanks for calling in. But I knew he was going to be happy about that. But I think Oregon needs a pretty big name here, and I don't think they're going to be able to get it. I don't think they're going to be able to get Lane Kiffin right now. I think Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think he stays at Alabama, Jonathan. I don't. I don't think Lane's leaving just yet. Is Oregon a big enough job for him? I mean, that's a good job. Oregon's a great job, but would Kiffin leave and go back to the West Coast? I don't think Kiffin would leave for Oregon. I think he actually. Well, you know what? He doesn't like USC now, so he might just so he can break their hearts all the time. Um, you know, I, I, it depends on what Lane as a person wants, whether he wants to do the head coach thing again because, you know, he's done it, what, three times now? And each time, it, let's see, you had Oakland, you had Tennessee, and USC, yeah. So he's done it three times, and, you know, Oakland didn't work out. Tennessee, you know, he bolted. Uh, USC, I mean, you know, you got fired on the tarmac. So, um, but he was yeah, too young. I, I mean, he was pretty young, though, wasn't he? I mean – well, all right, so here, 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 no, all right, so here's my issue then. Okay, here we go. So we we talk about LSU. Well, Ogeron was a bad hire because of what happened at Ole Miss. And that was a decade ago. And I can make the same argument. He was young. He wasn't really ready. You know, it, it's not like he had, you know, taken all the big steps. That, you know, Ole Miss was like, oh, well, he, he, hot he ripped his shirt off. He, 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 he what, ripped what? his shirt off and tried to fight the players. Right, but it's t- it's ten years later now. I mean, we're talking about somebody who, in ten years, a lot of people grow, especially when you know we're talking about a guy who goes from forty to fifty. You know, you tend to mature a little more. Yeah. At least you you hope so, especially as a coach. 
Um, <laughs> you know, well, you, know you kind of go from still thinking you're 20 to going, ah, oh, crap, I'm, I'm past the halfway mark. Um, so with Lane Kiffin, it, 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 ha- it hasn't really been that long since USC fired him. It's been, what, three years, four years? You know, and he's been in Alabama three years. Um, you know, who knows how much he enjoys working under Saban. Uh, I don't know if that's actually fully known. I think he enjoys being in Alabama because he gets to work with the best talent he wins. year in, year out, and he wins. Yeah. But I also think it's probably tough working under Saban because of, um, you know, Elaine is from the West Coast. I mean, he's a little more laid back and, and you know, likes to have a little more fun. And Nick's like, no, we're winning, and that's about it. We're going to win. We're going to win. Hey, we're going to win. Huh. You know, and that's what's great about Nick if you're an Alabama fan and you hate for everybody else. So, I think Lane's eyes might wander. I really do. Um, I heard a, I heard a joke about Saban. It was so fun to work for that. What you get when you have a big win like that night? It was like eleven o'clock at night. Alabama won a big game. The reward was a seven a.m. Uh, meeting to review film the next morning. That's, that's how serious <laughs> he is, even after a, a, a big win. So Saban's all about the the next game. He's never about the present. Kiffin, I think, I think Kiffin's actually probably matured a lot and realized that even when he has childish tendencies, and we all still do, he goes back and Saban puts him in line, and he's like, yeah, I was wrong there. I, I see where I was wrong. I think Kiffin's had three years to grow as a man, as a, as a coach, to see the big picture, to watch Nick Saban do it, where Ed Orgeron, who has he watched, really? I mean – all he does is come in and get the mop out and uh, clean up the blood for the next fight. That's that's really what he does. He goes from team to team with a mop and cleans up the the blood, Everett. And he just I, th- I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's uh, they finally got somebody at LSU that uh, doesn't have to that, that they don't have to translate for. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, uh, give him give him a bolt, and he may go to LSU because him and those are on their buddies, and he may go down to Bourbon Street. No and, way. You know, he's, uh, I don't know. But if he does, it's going to be plug and play. They'll put Star- Sarkeesian in as the offensive coordinator, and you know yeah. they were co-offensive coordinators together, so it's not going to be a whole lot of change in the offense. And he's been there. Sarkeesian's been there this year and seen how things are done and. Uh, well, you know, Kiffin, I mean, here's the deal. Kirby Smart, gets he leaves to go to Georgia, and we all thought there'd be a drop-off a little bit. Alabama, Jonathan's got the best defense in the country, better than they've had in a long time. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt, to me, and I've well, always said this, and you, he, he's the best defensive coordinator in the country, and uh, actually Alabama's defense would improve. I did say that. So if we, I, would, I, I got, got the recording. I don't know why people thought there'd be a drop off. I mean, we knew how good Jeremy Pruitt was. Um, hi, 2013 Florida State calling. Look at our national championship ring. Like, Shut up. we know how good Pruitt that. was. If, if he, if he hadn't, um, well, well, you know what? Florida State still won. If um, if Jeremy hadn't got caught fooling around with some of them sorority girls, he'd probably still be in Tallahassee. Um, you know that's you know that's the reason why he wound up at Georgia. Unfortunately, and we saw how he burned out very quickly in Georgia because his uh 
his style and Rick's style didn't necessarily mesh as part of personalities. Um, I mean, you knew Jeremy was going to wind up back at Alabama. You knew it. He was a DB yeah, coach he's at Saban. A, he's a jackass. He's a jackass just like Saban, and they get along fine because they just both <laughs> don't give a damn what you think. All right, all right. Let's, let's start. Let's start with the derogatory comments. Just because y'all, <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I mean, Saban doesn't care what well, you think. He doesn't. I wouldn't room, trade. Jeremy. I wouldn't trade Jeremy Pruitt for Kirby Smart back because you know what my style is: charge in and knock everything down, and then look and see what the damage is. You know, that's my style, and that's what that's the difference between Pruitt and Kirby Smart. Kirby was afraid to take take chances. Kirby will, Kirby will send the house, or he'll send an extra blitz. Or, uh, I mean, uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt. You know, he'll send. He'll send. Yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll send. He'll send the pressure. And that was always my big thing with Kirby. Was I'd be like, "Why are you only rushing four? You're not getting there quick enough. Run. Send mm-hmm. another one. Send two. You know, that was my thing was we give these guys too long to throw. I mean, you give a quarterback six seconds, he's going to find somebody to get open. I don't care what kind of secondary yep. you got, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, guys can't cover guys for six, seven seconds. You've got to get pressure, and that's what Pruitt does. He He's going to get yeah, pressure. every and, play. And, and, uh, every as a, play. As a Florida State hey, here's fan, a rumor, I can tell you guys. that between Stoops and Kelly, Pruitt was the only one who actually blitzed, and that's why – Florida State had their best year under him. Yep. was because they're not yep. afraid to dial up pressure and they know how to dial it up. Yep. Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, Jonathan, incidentally, mm. the reason Jeremy Pruitt's not still at Georgia is because Kirby's there. It's not yeah. because of him and Rick didn't get along. Rick got fired and Rick went to Miami. <laughs> Pruitt says, I'm going back to my roots. You know, cause, well, there was, there was rumblings uh, that Pruitt and Rick didn't like each other from the get. Well, they may, they may not have, yeah. but you know, I, I got to work with people all the time I don't like, but they don't mean they yeah. don't do their job. Yeah. Well, here's a here's the rumor, guys, and this is not a rumor. This is confirmed. Florida coach Jim McElwain discusses Oregon links. Oregon is talking to McElwain. McElwain feels unappreciated at Florida, Jonathan. I mean, boo-hoo, <laughs> you're unappreciated because you suck, your offense sucks, and you're supposed to be an offensive genius. And your defense mm-hmm. is leaving. They're going to the NFL. Now you have to recruit something that you're not very good at recruiting. Is McElwain going to jump ship at Florida? I'd say probably 60-40, yes. McElwain jump ship. Please don't. Please don't I know. I love him. I love you, Jimmy Mac. I love you being there. Please don't go nowhere. You're underappreciated. All right, so here's the thing. And, like, McElwain needs to remember this. Coaches used to get fired when you couldn't beat your rivals. I mean, that, that was a legit thing. I think Auburn did that, um, fired a coach who won the team three years in a row. Um, well, Mike Schuler got fired because of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, a lot of <laughs> coaches across the country get fired because you can't. If Mark Helfer beats Oregon State, he doesn't get fired. They go five and seven, they don't fire him. And that's a, it's a horrendous year, but, oh, well, at least you beat Oregon State. Like, that's – come on, let's, let's, let's really talk here. So, you know, the minute Jimmy Mack beats Florida State, he's going to feel appreciated again. Because Florida fans hate the fact that Florida State can just sit there and go, hey, you know, four years in a row is really nice. We're going to make it five because you still can't find a quarterback. And McElwain's biggest knock right now is that he, he had one quarterback in Will Greer who was, who was good. I mean, Sounds no familiar. That. Yeah. And so Will Greer gets busted for uh, his PED thing. 
and Jimmy, and instead of you know Jimmy Mack telling him, "Hey, we're behind you," you know, you're the best, you're the only quarterback we got. Like, you know, let's let's make sure you know you come back from your suspension, you play ball, and then you know your final year, we're gonna get you ready. We're gonna play big ball, and you're gonna go to the NFL. And instead, he was like, eh, "I don't know if I really, really really want you at this point because he wasn't McElwain to recruit." And Will Greer is going to be the starting quarterback of West Virginia next year. And watch, they're probably better than they were this year. That's what they say something to West Virginia. So the minute McElwain can actually, you know, turn around this offense that just keeps trending down, you know, you're getting these top offensive line recruits, but they haven't really panned out. You're getting these top running back recruits, and they're not really panning out. You're getting these top receiver recruits, and they're not getting the ball because you don't have a quarterback. Tron Harris was your quarterback last year. Let's not forget that. You scored two points against Florida. has not scored an offensive touchdown against Florida State under McElwain. That's not acceptable if you're a Florida fan. Clearly, that's not acceptable. You scored, you had two successful offensive drives, and they both ended in field goals. That's it. Your defense scored the other nine points. So he's not going to be appreciated because you make it to the SEC East Championship. Congratulations. Everybody knows you're going to get smoked by Bama. The largest SEC Championship line ever came out this week at Alabama 24. The largest line in SEC Championship game history. You think you're going to be appreciated when people are going, you don't even need to watch the game. What else is on? I mean, come on, dude. Are you even going to go to the game if you're a Florida fan, Everett? I mean, do you really want to go? Watch that I'm not game watching if you're a Florida anyway. fan. I'm not watching you're it anyway. You're going to be hunting, I know. Yeah. I can record that game and watch the carnage when I get home. The key thing here that, that y'all two hadn't brought up yet is that's where Michael Wayne's from. So he's from that West Coast. Somewhere out well, there, South, Northern California. Yeah, so that's the key thing, and you know, well, you know, here's my thing. I, I'm not, I'm not for firing a coach uh, because he doesn't beat somebody or you know, whatever for you know a couple of years. Now, if a guy goes ten years or seven years and six years, <laughs> and he, and he, you know. That's one thing, but you're in year two, and I'm not for firing a coach or saying the coach is on a hot seat or any of that stuff after two or three years. Uh, I want to see I want to see growth. I, I thought I honestly thought if they left Muschamp alone, he might have turned it around, but they didn't want to wait yeah. any longer. I don't I don't like seeing coaches get fired. You're talking about 18 to 22 year olds that aren't always going to do the right thing or say the right thing or play the right way, you know, it takes time to build a program. I mean, unless unless you are saving, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like saying that a guy that gets knocked out in his first professional fight might as well retire because he's not ever going to be a champion. And that's not true. You know, that guy may be fighting a veteran that knows, you know, how to how to get his way around, you know, get around the ring and knock that guy out or beat that guy. And in time, when that guy matures and becomes, you know, puts on a man's fame, a man's body, he may become a heavyweight champion of the world. You don't know. I mean, so I'm not one of these guys that says, I'll fire the coach. I stuck behind Sheila till the bloody end up until his last year. And then I was like, okay, I've had all I can stand, you know. 
we're not getting we're um, not getting any better. We're we're getting good recruits, but we're not getting any better. So at that point, after what was it, six years with Sula, I was like, okay, that's enough. We need a new coach. Well, college but, football you know, changed a lot, guys. It's changed. It's win now or get fired, and it's that's why coaches cheat. But that's why but coaches break the rules. But there's so many negatives to that, Tarvin. There's no continuity. There's no there's no rapport. I mean, how can you build a rapport? Wow. Or, or as far as recruiting, you can't. You you got to get to know high school coaches. You got to get to know these kids when they're in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade. You can't do that in two years. You it takes it takes time. To, I mean, some of these kids are being offered in eighth, ninth grade because the coaches see the talent, but yet you still got to meet their parents and convince their parents that. Your school is the best school for that kid to go to. Um, you know, you're not. Yeah, you may get a great coach, but if you if you if you're that impatient in year two or year three, how are you ever? What's going to happen in the long run? You keep firing coaches. Hell, nobody's going to want coach there. I'm not going to want to go to a job if I'm a coach. I'm not going to want to go to a job where the guy went Excellent. nine and you know, you know nine and two. Or nine and three, but because he didn't win his conference or play for a national championship, you're going to fire the guy. And, and I'm not going to want to follow that up because if I lose four games, hey, I'm, in my first year, I may be in trouble. I mean, you, you end up, well, you end up, you, you're, you're, you better be careful. This is what I always say: better be careful what you ask for. You may just get it because you, you know. That's we'll why I don't want to fire Look at Miami. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't I mean, want to fire I mean, Malzahn because you, you see what he's done, what he's capable of if he has the right thing in place. He, he's carried Auburn to two national championships. Yes, he had Nick Marshall and Cam Newton, but it's working at Auburn. Yes, they do have dips sometimes, and you wonder how in the hell did you lose that game. But you know, eight and four this year is not great, but it's not fireable yet. I mean, you know, like when, when I looked to fire a coach when I felt like when I feel like he's lost the program, when he's lost his team, and like Charlie Strong deserved to be fired. I don't care what anybody said. He was brought in to fail. I knew that coming in, but you can't keep losing Jonathan to to Kansas or teams like that and your rivals and keep your jobs and win five games at Texas and get paid seven million dollars or whatever he's getting paid. And lose, well, and I felt like Charlie Strong lost his team. He's gonna make more getting fired. McAway has, has he lost his team? Well, let me say Charlie. this about Charlie first. So, Charlie's problem was that he wanted to completely clean up and turn around a program, and you can't do that in three years you kind of need to make some sacrifices in the first couple of years and go, you know what, this player is, you know, he's a punk, but I need him. Because we go five and seven, I'm likely to get fired. And Charlie was like, no, no, no. If I don't like you, I don't want you. Like, that's just that's the game we're playing here. They'll, they'll give me time. It's Texas. Well, no, they're not going to give you time. It's Texas. Um, and in all honesty, <laughs> if Tom Herman – hadn't been a GA at Texas and had, you know, hadn't wanted the Texas job as badly as, as it came off he did, who would have Texas got to coach their team? Honestly, think about it. Who are they going to get? Chad Morris? Chad Morris turned down Baylor for SMU. You know, he decided, I'm going to stay at SMU instead of going to Baylor. Um, 
you know, so, I mean, what do you, you know, you're going to call Cliff Kingsbury? He can't win. Uh, you're going to call Kevin Sumlin? He ain't doing that great of a job either. So, I mean, if you're, if you're Texas, who are you going to get if it wasn't Herman? You got lucky that the hottest man in coaching actually wanted you because he's been there. So, you know, you want to look at a school that has struggled. You know, everybody talks about Tennessee, and it's like, well, Lane Kitten left. They didn't fire him. You know, they, I mean, the, when they fired Fulmer, it was the same reason LSU filed, fired Miles. It wasn't that they weren't doing good. I mean, they were winning. They were, you know, they, they had good seasons. Eight, nine games. It was, it was because they didn't see improvement anymore. It felt like the, the, it was going to be the same thing every year. We're going to be good enough to go to the January Bowl game in Florida. That's it. We're good enough to play in the Outback Bowl. We're not good enough to play for a national championship. We're not improving. This te- this program is stuck, and that's why they but, decided to shake things up. But that move backfired. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That move backfired. Tennessee got worse, and now they're just trying to scrape themselves out of the hole they dug. Oh, and of course. Texas, and that's, that's... Texas, Texas's problem is they got too many people that want to run the show that aren't head coaches. Yep. They got too much yeah, money oh, yeah. floating around behind the scenes. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's there's a that's the game. You're either going to get better and you're going to see instant improvement, like Florida did when they brought in Urban Meyer, or you're going to have a situation like Tennessee. But the one I look at is Miami. Miami, Butch Butch Davis leaves, Larry Coker comes in, wins the national title, has that team competitive, has a very good Miami team, is still recruiting well. They fired Larry, Larry Coker after, I want to say it was two, but they considered subpar years. I want to say the last year they won like seven or eight games. So they fire Larry Coker. They bring in Randy Shannon. Randy Shannon was a great coach for Vanderbilt. He was not a coach for Miami. Randy Shannon cared about academic rating. He wanted to make sure that everybody came in, got their grades, and moved on. He didn't care about getting you to the pros. He really didn't care about winning, which is strange considering Randy Shannon played in the 80s. Uh, for Miami, so he knows what it took to get that program to win. But he was fired because he he couldn't win a bowl game. He couldn't crack a win. So you bring in Al Golden. Al Golden, who was at Temple and had, what, maybe two really good years at Temple, and they're like, oh, he's completely turned this program around. Look what Al Golden's done, and Miami jumps. Okay? Eight games. Eight games. Seven games. Still not winning bowl games. I mean, Miami has won bowl games since what 2006 against Nevada in like the Computer Bowl, like as uh, used to be the Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, so like, you know, Miami. So they get Al Golden. Al Golden ain't winning. So they're like, okay, well let's shake this up again. Let's go get Mark Rick. And Mark Rick was fired because George felt that program was stagnant. They're like, well, he's never actually going to get us over the top. We're good enough to be the bridesmaids. So they bring in Mark Rick, who just went through that because he was a four-string quarterback behind Vinny Testaverde and Jim Kelly, and he was an offensive coordinator at Florida State. Um, don't think that didn't have anything to do with it. It did. You know, because he can he, – they still are like, well, the Bobby Bowden rub-offs, he'll still be able to recruit. And look at the season they just had. They won eight games. Their biggest game, though, they lost to Florida State. When they were top ten, they lost. And then they lost again. And then they lost again. I mean, they lost to Notre Dame. Notre Dame has four wins this year. They found a way to lose to Notre Dame. Miami is a program that is stuck. They can't get recruits now. They're firing a coach every three, four years. You know, everybody wants to talk about, well, you can't do that. Miami is actually the perfect example of why you shouldn't do it. They are. 
Yep. That's yep. a joke of a program now. They're number three in the state. And Bama. And, they're and Bama did it. And UCF. Bama, Bama yeah, did it for a while yeah. there. They they were firing coaches every other year, weren't they ever? Well, well, it didn't take a year. It took like three months. I mean, we well, I have one of them at the strip club, and he didn't even coach a game. Uh, but yeah, I remember him. You know, he said, "Roll Tide," and he said, "It's rolling, baby. It's rolling." <laughs> yeah, and then he was out at the strip bar, and anyway. Uh, Franchoni was trying to. I see he tanked the Iron Bowl. He didn't. Even, I don't even think we practiced that week, and he was gone to Texas A&M. And uh, you know, I mean, I thought I like I thought him, Sheila was. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, he's not even in coaching anymore, is he? Any coaching peewees in Texas somewhere? Or Sheila's coaching Cam for the Panthers. He's he's coaching Cam Newton huh? right now. He's coaching hey, Cam Newton in Carolina. Yeah. 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 I know Sheila is. I'm talking about Franchoni. Oh. Well, Franchoni oh, is um, a he's used at, car like, Texas State. He's what? He's at, I think he's at Texas State, who's probably the worst team in college football this year. Yeah, the Pee-wee, that, that's the Pee Wee division. Uh, <laughs> that's what he gets. That's what that's what he but gets. But it's hard. I mean, if you can find if you can find a coach, and and I think here's part of the problem, guys. And and I've said this over and over again, and I'm tired of saying it. Nick Saban has caused panic in college football with teams. They think it's like on the movie Waterboy when they saw the Waterboy come in off the bench from serving water, making all those tackles. You know. And and Michigan tried the towel boy. Remember, as, as now Michigan's trying to find magic. They put in the towel boy. He gets crippled. And I, I I think these teams are panicking. They're like, okay, eight wins. That's not good enough. We need to be in the championship game or playoff every year. We need to to be a eleven win team at worst every year. And I think Nick Saban, especially, I know it has at Auburn. And I'm so glad Auburn hasn't overreacted too much to it. They're actually weathering the storm. But I think Georgia. I think teams isn't like that, that have pulled the plug. What? Isn't that like the butterfly effect, though, Tarvin? You know, like, well, a butterfly flaps his wings and, you know, in, in the United States and a, and a typhoon hits Japan because of the wind that the butterfly created. You know, that's that's what – you're right. That's what it's caused because of the way he does things. The, the thing is, you're 100% right, it's because of Sabin. But the thing is, until people start doing things, and people make fun of him about how he deals with the media and how he coaches and the process, and they make fun of this stuff. But it's like I've always said, when you become content with where you are, you begin to decline. And Saban never becomes content. That's why he is relentless. And until other coaches start doing that, you're not going to see anybody that has the success that he has because you can't be satisfied and pat yourself on the back because you win 12 games this year and went to the playoff, uh, or because you won the Rose Bowl. You can't be satisfied. You've got to keep digging and keep pushing and keep climbing until you decide that that's the last game you're going to coach. And you're rigged. rigged with, you know, Georgia, the, the year we beat them in the SEC championship, they were without a doubt the second-best team in the country. They would have beat Notre Dame as bad as we did. The problem was they were playing the first best team in the country, and they didn't win the game. 
And and I mean, yeah. you know, and, you and, fight, and you, you have fight. another Dame fan on the phone here. You have another Dame fan on the phone that'll probably agree with that. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Is this Quint? Yeah, it is Quint. Hi, man. Hey. <laughs> Quint's in the background. He's over here. What are y'all going to do? Oh, okay. Change phone numbers and date or something? What the heck is this? I'm waiting on him to throw something out. I mean, talk some trash. I want to hear some trash talk. We did this he in can't 2012. Talk trash with, with Notre Dame. <laughs> he can't talk trash right now. I mean, four and eight. And then you oh, guys are no Auburn, and I'm also an Auburn fan, so I can't can't really talk any trash. That that explains a lot right there. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but 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 I mean, Saban has put pressure, and and one thing that that I appreciate about Malzahn, and 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 maybe they did it one year, maybe they didn't, I don't know, but it seems like they're not falling into that trap of okay, we need to fire Gus Malzahn right now, bring somebody in that can beat Saban. Well, Gus Malzahn may be the coach that can. But he does have to need. He needs a quarterback. You have to stay healthy, but you also have to realize you're not Alabama yet. You have to realize well, in order to with the depth, you've got to build it. It takes a little time to build ten years you, worth of depth. And you don't you don't build the cathedral in one day. And that's you know, well you talk about people getting fired. Les Miles is a direct result of not being safe. Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you know exactly. Yes. But but the the the, the knee jerk uh, you know gunshot reaction of we got to fire our coach because we're not winning the national championships the the most uh, devastating reality is that there's only going to be one team every year that's winning the national championship and there's 120 FBS teams right yeah. And only one of them is going to win a national championship every year. You know what your odds are? They're they're very slim. I mean, for Alabama to do what they're doing. Especially considering there's really only 30 realistic competitors for a national title every year. Maybe 30. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 30. But it's hard to and, – and the thing that impressed me about Saban is is how you can do it year in and year out. And every year we say, okay, this is the year Alabama doesn't make the playoff. They're going to, they lost their quarterback or they did this and they get better. And it's just like, and it's because Saban, he's not resting on his laurels. He's just coming out hungry every year. And he doesn't let his team believe they're good. I mean, he doesn't pat them on the back all the time and tell them, okay, guys, great win. But Florida, the media has – this was the funniest thing. There was a media guy in Tuscaloosa asked him. He's like, it doesn't really even matter if you beat Florida coach. You are going to the playoffs. And, man, he went off. I mean, Nick Saban went off like it was okay for them to lose the game, Jonathan. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard. That was the dumbest question I've ever heard from a media guy in Tuscaloosa that knows Nick Saban. That was, that was actually dumb. He probably won't be asking any more questions. But – uh I think to get to that level, you have to have solid recruiting classes, but you have to have a work ethic. You, Nick Saban, works harder than any coach on his staff. And I think it, you know, some head coaches don't work as hard. They they allow other coaches to, to work hard. But I think Saban says the example. That's why when you see 
a coach leaves, he just replaces them and, and he gets a better hire. And, and they're better off for it. Uh, the other coach gets some credit for winning under Saban, and Saban gets to use him and working for 30 hours a day. And uh, I, I just think that people need to stop comparing themselves to Alabama until they get to Alabama's level jobs. Did um did y'all hear what about Heather Dennich and her remarks? That's, um, that's exactly what I was fixing to say next. Okay, because what was it? Let, uh, what she she essentially said we don't know how good Alabama is because they're, they haven't really played that tough a schedule, and she's like, you know, <laughs> USC might be their best win, and I'm sitting there thinking about it going, well, you beat USC with a backup quarterback, so clearly not your best. Yeah, it's clearly not your best win because USC ain't nowhere near today what they were at the beginning of the year. So I'm not going to credit that. It's like, you know, your your best win might be uh, LSU um, because you kind of, you took on LSU at full strength in their house. And then I sat there and I thought about it. And it's like, is the perception of the SEC that bad this year because there's nobody else with, you know, the, your, your, your best team? Outside of Alabama, has eight wins. I mean, there's that debate of who do we send to the Sugar Bowl? And it's like, does anybody actually deserve to really represent the SEC in the Sugar Bowl this year? And, you know, it's it's an interesting conversation at this point because you do struggle finding a team's best win. Now, there are certain metrics and rating systems that really it's like process, LSU. Man. They they love LSU. Um, I've seen LSU in certain. Um, the S&T rankings, I want to say they were top 10-ish. I know in the computer rankings, um, USA Today still keeps the BCS rankings, if you will, alive. They had LSU as the top SEC team at 13 outside of Bama. So, you know, you think about it, it's like, what really were Bama's best wins? So everybody gives them their best shot. There's no doubt about that. Or at least they tried to, looking at you, Tennessee. Uh, you tried. You failed, but you tried. Um, you know, so I, I have to wonder if has Alabama faced another good, you know, playoff contending team? And is that, you know, is the belief that they haven't, is that why Alabama, everybody every week tends to go, are we sure they're this good? Are we sure hey. they're this good? Hey, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 so, how, how bad, what was y'all's worst loss this year? Who was it to? North Carolina. No, I'm talking about the worst score wise. Louisville. Oh God, don't even get me going. Okay, now now look at the East and the SEC mm-hmm. and find Kentucky. Tell me what the score of that ball game was. Forty one thirty eight. Exactly. Now tell me. Oh, well, now SEC hold on though. No. I can't. Get... We can't play that transitive property game because Florida beat Kentucky what forty four nothing, and we beat Florida thirty one thirteen. Well, no. here's my here's my here's my point though. Mm-hmm. If you play in the SEC, it doesn't matter. Look at Vanderbilt; they were one of the worst teams in the conference at the first of the year. Look how they finished; they got better. The SEC is a grind, and I, you can pick. You can tell me about the Big Twelve. You can tell me mm-hmm. about the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. You can tell me about the Big Ten. You can mm-hmm. you can put you can take any one of those teams at the top of their conference and put them in the SEC and they'll be lucky to win seven ball games. Most of them. 
Some of them I could survive. That's why Oklahoma's gonna get. That's why Oklahoma's gonna get railroaded by that Auburn team. You think doesn't deserve to be in the Sugar Bowl, undefeated Big Twelve team in conference. Um, you'll you'll see in January when the when the healthy teams start coming up, you'll see a, a skull dragging you haven't seen in a long time. You know, Alabama's best team supposedly was supposed to have been 2010. Auburn won the national championship. They came back from 24 down, one of my worst nightmares, mm. and, and beat Alabama. However, Alabama was beat to hell when they played Auburn. The mm-hmm. only person that didn't get healed for the Michigan State game was Mark Barron. He tore a peck on the touchdown pass. And me and Tarvin's talked about this before. If if he don't tear that peck, he intercepts that ball and it's a pick six. But he tore his peck, he only got one arm up, touchdown, Auburn wins the ball game. Now, Alabama has a month to get well. They get everybody well but Mark Barron. They play a Michigan State team that won the conference, if I'm not mistaken, that year. Did they not, Tarvin? Yeah, they did. They were coaching. Yeah. And destroyed them. Because they were healthy. That's what most people don't understand. The the injuries in the SEC are higher than they are in most of the other conferences, and you suffer key losses. Mark Barron had knee surgery that year in the middle of the season. I mean, not Mark Barron. Uh, uh, Saints. Mark Ingram. Um, mm-hmm. He had knee surgery in the middle of that season. That you 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 put you try to compare teams. You look at you look at the difference in the mentality of. And I'm not saying that other conferences don't have teams that fit this description, because they do. When Ohio State beat us in the first year of the playoff, they beat us at our own game. They lined up and whipped our ass. They hit us harder than we'd been hit all year long, and they beat us at our own game. And I gave credit to Ohio State, and I told Tarvin at that moment, I said, Ohio State will kill Oregon. I said, Alabama would kill Oregon. And what Ohio State do? They should have beat them worse than they did. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they should have beat them by two more touchdowns. But what people don't take into consideration, you start looking at the records in the SEC, you're looking at the wrong thing. you got to look at what it's like to go through a whole season in the SEC. Well, well you know, and that, that, well, um, you see, there's interesting conversations yeah. with some of those teams. You know, we're talking about Ole Miss was the best seven-loss team in the country. They still lost seven games. I mean, and they yeah. lost some ugly games. Um, injuries. You know, I mean, so there's, oh, you know, it, you know, we talk about injuries, and I think that's something that some teams definitely go through. I mean, I know Florida State did. Dear God, our defense couldn't have been more banged up than it was this year. Um, you know, you know, Clemson's had they've had really good injury luck for the most part. They've lost a couple guys here and there, uh, like Hunter Renfro. Uh, you know, Mike Williams. I mean, you know, their best receiver this year. He broke. People forget he broke his neck last year. Imagine if they had had him against Alabama, you know, he could have made a difference because that guy's definitely a game changer. You know, so some of the, you know, it's it's not like everybody's immune to it, of course. Um, the SEC obviously gets a lot of love because they're in the greatest recruiting area. Um, you know, the ACC only has, what, like four teams maybe in that area? Florida State, Miami, Georgia Tech, and South. And, and they Clemson. win championships every year. And they win championships about every year for the most part. Well, if you take Alabama out the equation, <laughs> well, you can't. I mean, I mean you, you can't. You've got Auburn. You've got right. Florida. You've got but, LSU. But I'm name, saying, though, name is, other conferences that, that have won the national champions in, like the ACC. Name how many teams in the Big Ten. Name the Pac-12. With the SEC, you've got Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, Florida, 
I mean, that, that's five teams but, right there that's won national championships in If Alabama isn't as dominant as they are, it would have been a more open race. We've hit a perfect storm with Alabama. It's kind of like when, you know, Nebraska went on that tear in the, in the 90s, and you're like, well, the Big 8 might not be that bad. You know, Nebraska's whooping up on everybody. I mean, there was the one year where people debate Nebraska might have, might be one of the best teams, if not the best team all time. And they finished the year, I want to say they played like four of the top ten teams and crushed them. You know, so we, we run into juggernauts like Alabama. Florida had a very nice run for, what, three years, four years with Tebow. Uh, LSU, obviously you had the – uh, the LSU team in 03 that played Oklahoma, who shouldn't have been in that game. Um, but, you know, they won under Saban, because how good of a coach Saban is. You had the 07 team, that, that was a year, weird year, the only two-loss champion. Uh, they were in overtime on both of them. Oh, I, I know, but one of them was Kentucky, and the other one was Arkansas. And if I'm not mistaken, both those teams won eight games that year. You know, it's not yeah, like you know, they, they've and lost they still, to and other they, and dominant they still teams. The, and, and they still beat the shit out of that national champ in that game against uh, Ohio State. They still beat Ohio State like got worse two years in a row. That wasn't saying. If you thought Ohio State was going to beat LSU, you needed your head examined. We knew there was a worse Ohio State team than the one the year before, and you knew they were going to get cracked. You know, so, I mean, the, the dominance of the SEC, though, I think it's starting to level out as far as across the country now because – Kids, recruiting has gotten more national as far as where kids are going. Uh, this is something being in Florida that I've noticed. There are a lot of schools who come down here and pluck kids out of our region, whether it's our second-tier or third-tier kids are going to the schools like Syracuse and Iowa State, uh, Louisville, um, when they had Charlie Strong before they got in the ACC, um, you know, or whether it's well, you know, Alabama or Georgia or Clemson who come down and get them. I think recruiting's got more national, and I think that true conference dominance that the SEC had for that run isn't the same. I think Alabama is just a juggernaut of juggernauts, and the rest of the SEC is trying to keep up. But I think well, other schools have topped up. I, I agree that the SEC is down. They're not as good as a conference as they have been in past years. But back to what she said, I think she was taking a shot at the conference and at Alabama. Yeah. And I, I well, now me and Todd has talked about her before. I I don't mm-hmm. I don't put much merit in anything she says. But did you hear what mm-hmm. Cecil Hurt said? You know who Cecil Hurt is, right? Yeah, I saw Cecil Hurt's smart comment, and he got he's a big, he's a he he's got a big nailed. Yeah, but he I got agree with you. To a wall. She, she has what? What is her credentials as a football analyst? I don't know. She's watched football. She's watched football. I mean, she she went to school in Indiana. That's not football. That's basketball. <laughs> basketball. Mhm. I mean, give me a break. When, has Indiana ever won a football national championship? Ever? No. I mean, what is her credentials? How? What? What? You know, that's different if it comes from. Uh, Brian Jones or from, uh, uh, you know, somebody that's played the game. What's the big guy's name that played at LSU? Uh, oh, Booger? On fine bomb. But not Booger, the other one. The one I like. I, I'm, oh, um, well, with Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Spears. Yeah. Spears, yeah. I mean, if it comes from somebody like that, you, you, you warrant it because – 
here's my thing. If you've been on the field and you know what you're looking at and you you can sit and watch a game and you can say, you know, that left tackle is not very good because he's, he's slow or he's, his footwork's not right. You know, you give me somebody that went to school at Indiana that's a woman that's never played the game, and I'm not against women by no stretch of the imagination. But what are her credentials to sit there and say that Alabama's schedule is weak and that we don't know how good they are? Let me ask you this. This is how this is how I determine. I don't listen to somebody else. You know, I look at I look at how Alabama's played, and Tarvin will tell you, I was ticked after the way we played against Western Carolina or Western Kentucky. I was upset. I said our quarterback played like a freshman, you know, and and I was mad after the first half of the A and M game. Now he played better in the second half, but I base my judgment on what that team looks like. And if I, for you, you're you're a Florida State fan. Tarvin's an Auburn fan. If I got to play Alabama and I'm looking at and I'm watching that and I'm watching that football team over a period of three or four games and I'm sitting there thinking, do I want to play them or do I not want to play them? And that's how you determine whether that schedule means anything or not. And as a Florida State fan, what would be your response to do I want to play Alabama? Well, we open next year with y'all, so yeah, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about this year, this team, this year. It, would you want your team to have to play them in a bowl game? Yeah, and I would. You, you, I take my shot. Well, you take your shot, but what are you expecting? Let's be honest. If that was Auburn, if Alabama, if if Auburn was Alabama's team this year, and I'm an Alabama fan, I'm thinking, well, we're going we're gonna swing for the fence, but you know what? We're probably gonna miss. And, and I've but Everett, that, I, want I've that I want to ask you something, Everett, honestly, and and be honest with me. And, I, and I'm going to say this, and people may laugh at me. I think Auburn gave you the best game you'll have the rest of the year. I, you know what? I, I want to play Ohio State. I want to play Michigan. I want to play Oklahoma. I, I want to play those teams. That's that's, and I'm basing that on what I've seen. I know, I know, I know. Oklahoma's got a probably the best receiver in football. Probably at, at Oklahoma, but you know it's hard for your quarterback to get your receiver the ball when he's getting his chin out of the grass, you know, every play. So yeah, you know, they're hitting going on that's in what, the SEC guys. That's, that's there's hitting going that's on. That's what I'm. That's what I'm basing. Who do I? There's nobody I don't want to play with this team we've got. I, I mean, well, we may lose. I don't know. I'm not saying we're going to win every game, and then we may we may be in a dogfight with Clemson or whoever. I don't know, but from what I've seen. And, you know, I want to play all these teams. I want another shot at Clemson. I want Ohio State. I want Michigan. I want whoever they want to throw in front of us. And that's what I base my opinion on. And Heather Dennis, in my opinion, and I've told you this before, is an idiot. She don't know anything about football. And she's sitting there judging the schedule. Like I said, it's different if it comes from somebody that knows the game or understands the game. When when she, she has no credentials other than she worked at a newspaper somewhere. You know, I mean... For that, for her to come out and say that, and I agree with Cecil, she knows nothing about football. She knows nothing about it. I would, I, I would, I would take Condoleezza Rice's opinion over hers any day of the week. She actually has. Her father was a football coach. She understands the game. She knows exactly what she's looking at when you say, "Well, what kind of defense are they in?" And she can tell you. I mean, she's she is not just a fan or not just somebody who sits and looks at a game and writes down a bunch of words and then publishes it the next day in the newspaper. This Denich is a nut. She, I, she's been out, I've been listening to her for two years now on Fine Bomb, and she has never said anything that I agreed with. 
about anything. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, she's an idiot. But, but I want to go back to the I want to go back to the conferences real quick and these bowl games, guys. Like Jonathan, when you see the SEC play in the bowl game, they're playing like the seventh best team in the SEC is usually playing the second best team in conferences or the first best team sometimes. And I think people get that messed up sometimes too. The SEC goes nine and two in bowls. Well, they lost two. Yeah, our our twelfth team lost to your second team. Yeah, I mean it, it happened. But well, let's go through the bowl scenario situation here. Do, do we all agree Alabama's going to win the national championship? We can just say that for right now. But Auburn, Oklahoma, who do you got, guys? Love you, Jonathan, Denver, I, Quinn. Who do you have, Auburn, Oklahoma? I got Auburn. Jonathan, Auburn. Quinn, Auburn. All right, Nebraska, LSU. Oh God. LSU. I got, LSU. I got LSU. I'm sure you do too, Jonathan. All right, Tennessee, North Carolina. Who do you have? Ooh. That's Ooh. A that might that might be a shootout. It wouldn't be a shootout. I mean, but who, to be honest. Who's gonna win in that game? You think? That's probably a pick'em. Give me the better quarterback. I'll take North Carolina just because I trust Trubisky more. North Carolina. I'll take Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee. Uh, Now here's one. I will. Now here's one that that I'll pick against the SEC and Louisville, Florida. I would pick Louisville because Florida just. I'm taking Louisville. Yeah, Louisville kill them. Louisville. All right, here's another example. Iowa, the top team in the Big Ten, really, one of them, against Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky would beat the brakes off Iowa with that quarterback uh, they have. What do y'all think? That's an I, – I think it would be a pretty close game, but I think – I don't know. I Not think Kentucky wins. Not a pick them. I yeah, mean, I'm I, just giving I, I think TCU and Georgia. Georgia's got a match uh, no. where they can beat TCU because TCU <laughs> – yeah, but I'm just I'm just going through Arkansas, Miami. Do you really think Miami can beat Arkansas after a month off of healing? That'll be a blowout. That'll be a an ass shellacking. Yeah, Vanderbilt, Tulsa. Are you sure? Because Arkansas just lost Missouri. I'm just telling you. Once they get a month off and and they healed up, Arkansas's a uh, they're a, a right at the Mendoza line. They're a, a good SEC football team. They can be Miami could beat them. They can't lose. Miami can uh, beat them. I will give Miami that'll that. Be a 14, that'll be a 14-point game, I think. Vanderbilt will beat Tulsa. A&M and Kansas State. Mm. You really think Hold Kansas on. State can stay on the field with A&M? Well, well, no, but I think Tulsa beat Vanderbilt. Uh-uh. No. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you a stake on, on that one. No line, straight up, landing. All right, Jonathan, you're on the clock, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If those two do match right. up, yeah, you got it. And here's Miss- right. Mississippi State, Western Kentucky. I mean, who do you have? Mississippi State's five and seven. They're going to bowl game. I got, Missi- I-, I got Mississippi State because I don't think Western Kentucky can stop their quarterback. Nope. If I learned anything mm-hmm. from last year, don't pick against the five and seven teams. <laughs> South Carolina. Here's a good uh, one. Here's a good. Here's a good one. South Carolina, NC State. South Carolina will shut NC State down. 
You know, I think that actually be a really good defensive game because NC State's defense yeah. is very um they're very sound. Um, I'm, I'm having watched them a couple six. times. Seven six, South Carolina. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So what I'm I mean is, that's your six four lock. You get a month so, off, a month, five weeks, whatever. Some of these teams are, and like Everett said, and every team tackles except the Big Twelve. Every conference does. So yeah. people do have injuries, but it's just. And but here's the difference: when you're when if you're in the yeah if you're in the SEC, you're getting tackled by 300 plus defensive linemen, linebackers that are so big and fast they'll blow you away. You get hit that many times, it takes a toll on anybody's body. So you give them five weeks to rest, and then all of a sudden they come out fresh with a spring in their step. You'll see the difference. And, I I mean, Jonathan, you're an ACC guy. I know it's hard for you. But Florida State is an SEC caliber team. They they recruit SEC talent. They just don't play that. They don't play that competition every week. Well, they have the one debate. Yeah, I just need to come on in and join the SEC. Well, you know, we've tried before. Florida keeps saying no. Um you know, that's that's always been my most fun debate. Well, Florida State <laughs> would go six and six in the SEC. I'm like, why? Well, they uh, don't recruit on the no, SEC level. Think. They're recruiting with Alabama. They're recruiting against Alabama, LSU, yeah. Georgia, Florida. All they're recruiting against. It. We're not rec- the, the only ACC team we recruit against for players is Clemson. If if a kid wants to go to Virginia Tech or Florida State and he's from Virginia, he's going to go to Florida State. <laughs> that's that's how this goes. You know, Florida State is one of the best recruiting-wise, especially considering where everybody recruits, is one of the best teams in the country. You can't tell me they couldn't compete in the SEC. That's stupid. Um, you know, I, honestly, they we're, could, we're talking but, about but I'm it. Telling you, I'm telling you a 11-1 Florida State team in the, SEC, in the ACC probably would be a 9-3 and three team in the SEC because so of the competition nothing, every has, week. It has nothing to do with the talent on Florida State's team. It's the, it's the grueling schedule. I mean, you know, some years you may have to go to Auburn, Alabama. You know, you may have to go to, you know, Tennessee. You know, it's it's not the road. Me and Tarvin talk about this. We've talked about it a lot over the years, haven't we, Tarvin? About the difference between playing yep. at home and on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes a big difference. I mean, and and you know. You, you, you would you would still have good seasons. And Florida State is the caliber of football team that could come in and and you know you would probably win the SEC occasionally, but it wouldn't be like you. I mean, y'all won the SEC, uh, the ACC like what like seventeen years in a row until Clemson won it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have you know you can the same that, number of ACC championships as Clemson and thirty five last years. That should kind of tell you yeah, how long like, it's been. It was like it was like twenty five years before Florida State lost the conference game, I think. But yeah, ninety six to Virginia. See, so you can throw those stats out the window if you play in the SEC because that ain't happening. <laughs> and it don't. I mean, it don't matter. I mean, you. I mean, you take like I said, Alabama's best team was two thousand ten. Was supposed to be the best team they ever had. Didn't finish nine and three. Finished third in the West. You know. I mean, and then beat I mean, you know, a Big Ten champion by fifty. Well, I mean, let, let me let me put it this way. I think this year, without a doubt, the ACC and the SEC are the top two conferences, and I said that alphabetically. I'm not telling you which one's better than which because, to be frank, I don't know. But I, I would say those are the two best conferences in college football, without a doubt. doesn't kind of, you know, it's odd, if you will, for a lot of people to say that, but at the same point in time, they live in the recruiting hotbeds. 
you know, after that, everybody's, you know, maybe the Big Ten's third, Pac-12 and Big 12 are fighting for fourth and fifth uh, with the American Athletic right on their tails, believe it or not. So, you know, you're talking, you know, I think the ACC and the SC, I don't think there's animosity between the two conferences because there's almost a mutual respect of, yeah, you're good, yeah, you're good, we get it. Like, you know, in all honesty, we should alternate, you know, there there should be, uh, you know, a fair share of the Southern teams dominating uh, the national championship. There's really an animosity between the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 with those two conferences. And obviously mostly with the SEC, but there's there's no love lost between those three in the ACC, especially the Pac-12, because they will only schedule, like, Virginia when it comes to the ACC teams. Uh, I think USC is playing them next year. Like, they don't – they won't come east to, like, Florida State or Clemson. And even when we've called to go west, they're like, no, we're good. Um you know, and I think, I mean, you know, there, there's your clear, your classes. You have the two and you have the three. The Big Ten will always be third. They think they're that good. And I look at the Big Ten, and you're talking about, you know, this team has 11 wins. You know, the bottom three so have bad. 10. And exactly. And, you know, the if you look at the conference rankings, uh, they did an SOT rankings of, of divisions. The SEC West was one. The ACC Atlantic was two. The ACC Coastal was three. And the Big Ten East was four. When the ACC's got two conferences better than the Big Ten East, and the Big Ten East has three teams in the top six, that tells you how bad their bottom half is. That's really what, you know, so you're going to tell me, well, you know, we won 10 games. Michigan State won how many games? Rutgers won how many games? Illinois won how many games? Purdue won how, you know, so it's so, it's so top heavy. The Pac 12 is extremely top heavy. The Big Ten, five teams are going bowling. Five. They have 10 teams, you know, the ACC and SEC are both sending 11. I mean, how many, you want to, how many Big Ten teams? How many Big Ten teams are going to bowl games? Big 12, my bad. Big 12 is five. The Big Ten, I want to say they're at 10 teams this year because Maryland. And, 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 he, and here's the problem with the Big Ten, Jonathan. Besides Ohio State, they don't play anybody out of conference. I mean, they don't play. You talking about FCS uh, mm-hmm. row? That's all these guys play. And then that's well, how they get their six wins. I mean, it's funny. So the Big Ten does the whole, we don't play FCS schools anymore. We only play FBS teams. Okay, so you went and played Texas State. I mean, come on. Is that really that much? That, that's a worse game than North Dakota State. Like, Iowa plays North Dakota State, loses. Minnesota plays North Dakota State. North Dakota State loves playing the Big Ten. They've beaten them five times in a row now. They get a different team every year, and they beat them. You know, it, 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 the, the, the the Big Ten is not I – mean, I, we'll, we'll look at it. Where does Iowa recruit from? They recruit from a bunch of high schools that play seven-on-seven football. Nebraska's hitting the same thing. You know, they're not in great recruiting grounds. Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan, Michigan State, yeah, you're in good states for talent. There's no doubt about that. That Your, your region, Wisconsin lives in their state, which is a big old farm boys. Let's be real for a minute. You're, Wisconsin will never have a dynamic quarterback. Because that's not what you do in Wisconsin. Minnesota's never going to have that, you know. So the Big Ten gets a lot of love because they will have three teams, four maybe four teams every year that are going to look really, really, really good, and they're going to schedule somebody like Wisconsin scheduled LSU, and they went and they won. But where was that game at? Lambeau. It was a neutral site game in Wisconsin. Come on, man, don't lie to me. You know, you, know, you had to play to get to get LSU to um, to play you. 
you had to put it in a neutral site in Wisconsin because LSU like y'all ain't coming down here. We know that. Like, where you want to play? I mean, Indiana? if 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 I got to play Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Rutgers, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue every weekend, hell, we'd have nine wins a year, guaranteed. You know, Carvin, you, you could you could beat them by yourself. I think so, but 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 guys, but guys, we need to go through the games real quick. Get quick predictions before we get out of here. We got to mm. talk about the games. Friday night coming up, Colorado, Washington, Quinn, Washington. Uh, this is a neutral side in California. Washington's favorite seven and a half. Who do you like? I'm going Washington, and I think they'll cover. I think they'll win by ten. Jonathan. Oh, Washington all day. Colorado. I'm going I'm going Colorado. Outright winner. Nope. You know there's gotta be something something happening here. There's gonna be a shake up. It's 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 too easy right now. People oh, there might too be, easy. But it might Colorado. Not be this game. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Maybe that maybe Ooh. that's right. West Virginia seventeen and a half over Baylor. Does anybody really care? No, not really. So we'll skip that game. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, eleven over Oklahoma State, Everett. Oklahoma State. The sh- Sugar Bowl. You think they win or cover? Who? Oklahoma State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they win. Said I think Oklahoma State wins. Okay. That means Auburn and Oklahoma State in the Sugar Bowl. Then Jonathan, who do you like? I'm going to take Oklahoma State to cover. Um, I don't feel good about calling an outright winner here, but this just feels like the type of game where Oklahoma State takes down Oklahoma. I mean, this happens all you know once every like three years, where Oklahoma's supposed to boat race them, and the folks say not so fast. Bedlam, baby. Win. Oklahoma State to cover and win. Love it. Yeah, I like Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma to win, but not cover. Uh, Navy Temple Everett. Navy's three Navy. in the conference Navy. championship. Jonathan. Navy. Oh, <laughs> Navy big, big. Quinn. Navy. I'm going Temple in this one, guys. Temple's gonna. Temple's okay. gonna end the debate, so Western Michigan can go ahead and get in. All right, Big Ten Championship. Penn State, underdog three to Wisconsin, Everett. Penn State out that. I agree. Jonathan? That's ought to be a good one. Uh, let me get Wisconsin. Quinn? Wisconsin outright. All right, the ACC Championship game, which this could be upset alert, guys. Clemson in Virginia Tech, Clemson's favorite 10 ever. Clemson wins, but they don't cover. Jonathan? Let me get Virginia Tech on the cover. Clemson's having a really hard time stringing together multiple good games in a row. All right, Quinn? I think Clemson covers, but I have a weird feeling about this game. I feel like Virginia mm-hmm. Tech might be able to pull it, but I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm pulling the trigger. Okay. Virginia Tech upsets Clemson in the ACC championship game. 
They struggled all year long. They they barely gotten by. They did lose to Pitt. They struggle defensively. They struggle consistently to move the ball. Virginia Tech is a team that you can't take lightly. Um, I'm going with the upset. And speaking of upsets, the SEC championship game, uh, Florida now is coming in with a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence after losing to 18 Shut against their state rival. Shut up. Nobody's listening to you. I mean, is there a chance, Everett? Is there just any kind of chance for Florida this game? Yeah, there's a chance, all right. There's a chance they might get out of there with 11 players left alive. <laughs> um, is there such a thing as Alabama's whole team getting food poisoning? It still wouldn't matter. They still, they'd still fight through it. Yeah, because Nick Saban like, go play quarterback and win. Like like Chip Skelly <laughs> said at the halftime of this of the bowl game a few years ago, the national championship game. Maybe they won't come back out for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a feeling about this game. The over under is forty and a half, and Alabama seems to have been here lately. The offense hasn't been clicking as much. I think this game. Bama covers the over by itself. Alabama wins this game 48 to nothing. That's what the finals are going to be in this game. 48 to nothing, Quinn. Who do you got? I say Bama 42 to 10. 10? Yeah, I think Florida somehow gets a touchdown and a field goal. Are they going to score before we come out for warm-ups? Well, I mean, that's pretty hard for them to do during warm-ups. No, yeah, don't, don't come out, score, line up real quick. Give them seven points. Field, they'll get a field goal in the first half. Then once Bama puts in their backups and Florida still has their starters on, that's when – no, when Bama has their third stringers in and Florida still has their <laughs> starters in, that, Florida, Florida will get a late uh, fourth down. Await a fourth quarter touchdown to make it 10 who's, points. Who's well, I'm going to tell you this. The money line in this game is crazy. Auburn was plus 650 in this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you put 100, you win 650. It's 1,200 for Florida. You put $100, you can win 1,200 with Florida. There's a line in Vegas that Florida won't even cost a 50. Oh. <laughs> Hey, what, what was the That's score possible. of the game last year? Twenty nine fifteen. Yeah, it was uh, Alabama didn't try last year. Well, I know <laughs> that and they didn't cover either because they had a chance to go in for the uh, the the uh, the backdoor cover, and uh, Saban was like, "No, no, we're done." Like Derrick Henry, it was like, "Oh, daylight, he's gonna never mind." Damn it. Um, I just feel Alabama's gonna throw so many deep passes in this game. I think. They they do run the football, but I think they get Florida over the top, and I think I they make Florida some big plays. Scramble. Good. It is. It's hard, when, it's hard to cover people when you got eleven in a box. I thought they were the best corners in the nation. <laughs> what they act like? OJ Howard had a big day in this game. He he had oh, about six catches in this game. Forty-five six. Boy. O.J. Howard gets too much love. 45-6. They kicked two field goals. 
I'm going to say 48 um, to nothing. They don't even score. All right, so I guess I'm the contrarian here. Bama does not cover the 24. Woo. Um, because I, I think this is going to be like last year's game where they really just didn't care. Just make sure nobody gets hurt. Um, they know they're superior. So I think Bama wins this game. I think they win 28 to no, 28 to 7. And I think that 7 is going to come on special teams. That's where it came from last year. No, that's where it came from last week. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question. How many, how many quarterbacks will get knocked out of the game? How many, how many quarterbacks for Florida will get knocked out of the game this week? How many do they have? One. <laughs> oh, he's gone. This is going to be ugly. Uh, I'm refereeing <laughs> basketball this weekend until four, so I'll, I'll miss the first part of this game. Like, like I'm not really excited about the SEC championship game. I will watch it because it's football. I may not I will, watch it. it. It's going to be oh, ugly, guys. It's I'll just, turn it on just because it's Burns' last SEC game, and I like Burns. Oh, that's uh, enough reason not to turn it on. <laughs> See, y'all, everybody hates Burns, and it's like, then I grew up with that man calling Florida Florida State games. Like, what I, don't my, what's my dude? I don't hate him. He's just senile. I hate Danielson. Oh no, I can't stand Danielson. Like that, I think everybody can agree that Danielson needs to go. He's a know-it-all. Um, I will like Nestler in the booth, though. I do like Nestler. I think that he's a a good play-by-play guy. Um, but I mean, my favorite well, Uncle Burn call. 2003, Florida, Florida State, Chris Ricks' Hail Mary to P.K. Sam to beat the Gators in the Swamp. Like, man, maybe that's why I like Burns so much is because of that game. But, you know, I remember so many good SEC well, games that he's called. And it's just like he was well, 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 Florida State's never on. Florida State's never on CBS, so you don't have to listen to him all the time like we do. So. What are you talking about? Anyway, I guys. Every, I watch every CBS game. I know you do. I know you do. Well, guys, we'll be back. Sunday night, and, you know, at this time we'll know who's in the playoffs. We'll know, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to the bowls. But let me let me make this clear one more time out there in case you're listening. If Washington loses, they're not going to the playoff, people. So just, just remember that. <laughs> Western Michigan wins and covers Friday. Jonathan, are you ready to come back to the group now? Yeah. Quinn, Quinn, what was the result of your poll, by the way? You never did publish it and say anything about it. Well, only one person said no, and there was like six people who said yes. So. And I, I booted that person that said no since they've never posted anything, and I don't even know them. So. Jonathan's back. I boot, I, Jonathan will be back by Friday. <coughs> Counting. And I will start trolling everybody. You can troll me. You better I'm not. not hide. You better not. <laughs> you better not. Did you right, get my admin powers good? back, damn it? You want admin powers? Well, you got them. <laughs> Lordy, Lord, you're the best. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, I just well, got. I got, I got one. I got one thing. Hey, wait up! Wait up! I got one thing. Right. I want to hear a big roll tide from Quinn. 
Oh, screw Bama? Is that yeah. what you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. We'll see you Sunday night. All right, y'all, have a good one. Yeah. Sure.